Tracy, are we live on YouTube yet? I just started it, yes. Okay. And I don't know what display is going on your screen. Gray boxes? Yeah. Yeah, it happened last time too. Whatever I have the attendee list and the participants Yeah. So if you, the next time, if you go through the share at the top, you can go through the application for PowerPoint and then any notifications and things like that will not show up. That's what I'm on right now, just sharing the application PowerPoint. Huh, that's interesting with the great boxes. Did it go away? Right now it is, yes. Okay. If it comes back, I'll just X out of everything. Except it PowerPoint. Did you hear her? Um, We are live on YouTube, and I just want to say that um, I just want to make a short little announcement at the beginning, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. I'm, who's who's talking to me? I can't tell who's talking. Oh, it's Deborah. Sorry. Okay, I'm sorry, Deborah. <laughs> That's okay. You're, you're you're coming across a little garbled. I don't know if it's my computer or just. Oh. Well, it could be my connection, so I apologize in advance. You sound like you're in a yellow submarine. <laughs> I don't know why I've changed my headset twice already. I don't know what is going on. So that's uh, better. Sorry. Yeah, it is. That sounds better. Uh, so if I heard you, you want to do an announcement, but you want to do it before. You want me to open up the meeting and then you make your announcement or you have something before? Uh, you can open up the meeting and then I'll make a short little announcement. Okay. I see we still missing two commissioners. Is that correct? Nova and and Robert. That is correct.
Deborah, just to let you know, Nova has uh, joined the meeting. Hi, Nova, would you like to touch your microphone? Sorry about that. How's that? That's great. Thank you. Thanks. And we're still waiting for Bob, right? Correct. Okay, Bob is having some issues connecting, but he's going to join as an attendee. Um, and then, uh, Clark, if you can move him up, please. I think you said let's start the meeting, and you're going to work on him getting. I said he's having a problem connecting. Okay. And so he's going to join as an attendee, and then the clerk will have to move him up. Okay. Him All right. So we'll wait, wait a minute or two then.
Okay, does this sound better? Yes. Okay. And what's Bob's ETA? Um, he has not. Uh, he has not joined as an attendee yet. Okay. So let's. I'm going to get started then. Okay. Uh, he'll just join us when that occurs. So I want to welcome everyone to the regular meeting of the Ventura Water Commission uh, for Tuesday, May 25th, uh, approximately 5.34 p.m. Uh, Deborah, could you call, uh, do roll call, please? Commissioner Ackerman? Here. Commissioner Burton is absent. Commissioner Fife? Here. Commissioner McCombs? Here. Commissioner Mulligan? Yeah. Commissioner McCord is not going yet. And Commissioner Kubner. Here. Thank you. All right, let's take up our first item, the uh, draft minutes from the April 22nd, 2021 regular meeting. We have minutes as part of our agenda packet. Good evening. Ah, good evening, Bob. Sorry about all that stumbling down here. Well, you're, you're squared away now, right? No, <laughs> but I'm on the panel. Okay. All right. Well, we just did roll call and we're going to take up uh, item number one, the minutes. So I'll uh, entertain a motion or any changes uh, regarding the, the minutes. I will. This is Nova. I move that we uh, adopt the minutes as uh, submitted. I'll second that. All right. Uh, Deborah, can you do uh, the roll call on this item, please? Mr. Ackerman? Yes. Mr. Clay? Yes. Mr. McCombs? Yes. Mr. Mulligan? Yes. Mr. McCord? Yes. Mr. Hunter? And I'll abstain. So I wasn't at the last meeting. All right. Okay. Minutes are approved. Move on to item number two. This is our final draft 2020 urban water management plan. I believe we have a staff presentation. Is that going to be you, Jennifer, tonight? It is. Great. Thank you. Okay. Good evening. Just going to go over the final draft urban water management plan this evening. Next. So, just a little bit of a review. Um, purpose of the urban water management plan. Um, is to look at um, water supply planning in the near term and the long term in five year increments. Um, identify and quantify adequate water supplies during normal single dry and five year drought periods. Review water uses and water loss. Um, and this is a requirement if we want to receive state grant funding or loan funding or drought assistance in the near future. Um, next. Okay, so just review again, main components, uh, describe the service area, historical water uses and our sources, um, 
demonstrate compliance with existing water use targets, um, project water supplies and demands under different hydrologic conditions, look at the effects of climate change, infrastructure and water quality on water supplies, uh, evaluate the energy intensity of water, um, look at demand management measures, and uh, it also includes a water shortage contingency plan. Next. Okay, so we did present the draft um, urban water management plan to the Water Commission last month at your April meeting. Um, we received comments um, from uh, three water commissioners as well as Casitas Municipal Water District. Next. So we're just gonna go over real quick um, some of the changes that we made in response to the comments. You can see a complete Response to comments matrix was included in the agenda packet. Um, so first, some, some of the more uh, substantial edits that we made, um, we did we changed we added language in section three point two point one on uh, recent revisions that Casitas is going through regarding their su the supply and demand estimates and the potential impact they may have on the city's projected supplies. Um, and I also went through. And updated Casitas' normal year projected supplies to be consistent with the 2021 CWRR. So that you might have seen the numbers were a little bit higher, even though we had that um, caveat language in there as well. Um, and then we did, as discussed last month, clarify the state water project normal supply estimates um, to show that the city um, intends to utilize 1300 acre feet of state water project water in normal years for water quality purposes. Next. Um, we also revised um, language text and some of the submittal tables to clarify when um, Ventura Water Peer Program will provide additional water supplies. Um, we adjusted tables 3A and 6.3 to include state water project as a source beginning in 2025. We added some clarifying language on the water commission formation um, and the landscape irrigation usage and the San Gregorio um, exchanges. And that's pretty much it. There are next steps after tonight. If there's not any more edits, well, actually, so I did receive there was two more um, minor errors identified by Water Commissioner once the draft was released, um, final draft. So those, I think, we intended to correct um, Casitas's um, capacity, lake capacity estimates, and that got missed. So we'll fix that. Um, and then there was an error in some language regarding uh, indirect potable reuse in one of the submittal tables. So we'll correct that as well. Um, but then if there's not any more comments uh, tonight that we'll incorporate, then we'll go to um, public hearing and adoption at the June 14th city council meeting. And then following approval from city council, we'll submit the plan to DWR and then we'll finalize everything and that will be posted on the website. Next. So we are recommending um, to receive this written report and presentation and recommend that the city council adopt the final 2020 urban water management plan. Thank you, Jennifer. 
Okay, uh, tonight I would like to start uh, first with the commission uh, and the commenters. Um, and I want to thank uh, each of the commissioners that did extensive comments. I took a look at them. Um, I appreciate them. Uh, it definitely makes for a, a better document. So, um, but I would like to start with Suzanne first. Um, kind of go in the order of the, the matrix and see if you have or you've been satisfied with the responses and if you have any other comments. Thank you, Gerhard. Um, no, I don't. I just want to express my thanks to Jenny and the staff for putting together the comment matrix. I think it makes it very helpful to review and particularly that combined with the red line. So I, I know it's extra work, but I appreciate it because it makes it much easier for us. So thank you for addressing my comments. Great. Thank you. Uh, Susan. I echo Suzanne's comments. The matrix I know is a lot of work, but it's very helpful. And so is the red lining. And thank you for taking our comments seriously. I think the report looks really good at this point. All right, Bill. Jim, I'm sorry. The other bill. Um, yeah, thank you very much for uh, putting these comments together. They're the first thing I go to to see uh, uh, what you people have found in here because I would never recognize them myself other than spelling errors and those have been corrected. So thank you very much. Hey, Nova, you're up. Um, Chairman, Hoban, yeah, I have yeah. a question for um, Suzanne, uh, Commissioner McCombs, if I can ask her. Um, why don't why would you Nova and then I'll get to you next, Bob? Oh well, thank you. Okay, well, thanks. I uh, very much appreciate uh, the other commissioners who dove into this uh, report and helped make it better. And I appreciate all the efforts of staff as well. Um, I would like to just get some clarification, if I could, on. Uh, in the report, it's section 6.3.1.2 water supplies, the Casitas Municipal Water District. And I just want to make sure I understand um, there's a statement that says, due to the growth in the Casitas service area, there is a slight increase in the amount of water the city is eligible to receive from Lake Casitas. Um, is I'm not I don't understand this. Is this um, growth in Ventura's service area that is served by Casitas, or is this growth in uh, Casitas itself, uh, the water district itself? I, I that that um, statement baffled me. <laughs> it might just be me, but I, I didn't understand it. I wonder if I could get a quick explanation on that. Yeah, so it's referring to projected growth within the Casitas service area within the city of Ventura. Okay. So it's the agreement that we have with Casitas, the way we calculate our projected demands um, uses an older demand period. So it allows for factoring in projected growth. Um, and those are just projections because then at the beginning of each, right before each fiscal year, we do a closer projection of, of um, what the demands are for the following year. Um, and, then, and then during the year, we actually, at the end of the fiscal year, have to show that we did not purchase more than was actually consumed by those customers within the service area. 
Okay. Uh, and that's it for me. Thank you very much. No, no changes needed, just for my understanding. Very good. Thank you, Nova. Um, Bob, you're up. You're still muted, Bob. I, I want to ask Mrs. McCombs uh, a question about her comments. That would be item two as to the role of the Water Commission. Uh, it would be page 39 of the red line draft. And my question really is, is, is the language that was adopted um, satisfactory given your comment about um, the commission's fiduciary responsibilities? I think it's fine. Okay, thank you. Is that it, Bob? That's it. Okay, and I have just two quick clarifying comments. I looked particularly at particular at the Casitas letter, and I just want to make sure the numbers are consistent. So there's reference to um, uh, to a Casitas of thirty-seven ninety-four, page sixty-two of the red line, um, which is different than the value that I see on page ninety-six. Table six four, which has thirty seven ninety eight. So, just if you could just make sure that you got the consistent numbers, whatever number is the correct one. Um, and then, the same for recycled water. Uh, that is uh, page eighty two of the red line. I see reference to five forty four, five sixty four, five sixty four on the following page. 576. So, and that's my comment. Just okay, thank sure you. We will we'll double check all those numbers. Thank you. Great. All right. Uh, do we have any public speakers on this item? Yes, we do. We have Bert Handy. Bert, can you bring Bert on, please? Mr. Handy, you're unmuted. Good evening, Water Commission. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, if you go to the only thing I can do in referencing what I looked at is going to the item number two in the agenda, and that would be page 117 of the Adobe uh, PDF. And my question is, when you have the water service area, it shows the city of Ventura boundaries, but it doesn't really show the true service area that Ventura water serves. They don't list anything about Satakoy. You've got islands in the middle that are basically county, and those are not included. And I assume that Ventura Water is uh, providing that. I believe a map should show the true service area. <laughs> Additionally, the area talks about the United Water District and also the Casitas Water District. I believe a map should be included showing those two boundaries because all it says from what I read is the west part of Ventura. That is not true because Casitas water covers part of Pierpont. So that is not the west side per se. 
Also, I believe that you should incorporate an area showing the GSAs that are part of the area for the mound, the Santa Paula, and also the Oxnard Plains. Now, if you go to page 273, question on that chart, when it lists the non-potable water demands, it only lists the recycled water from what I can see there. My question is, is raw water considered non-potable water in this chart? If it is, it's gonna change the numbering in those calculations. And I believe that should be evaluated according to what the state requires on that to bring it up to what it should be if that is the case. Thank you. So I, I would just like to follow up on just uh, one of the items that Mr. Handy brought up, the uh, city service area. You confirmed that Satikoy and some of the other areas are somehow addressed in, in this document, Jennifer, that's possible. Yeah, I believe that, that that map is supposed to be the service area, so it's not just the city boundary. So um, I will verify that, but the that is supposed to be the service area. I think I, I believe that, it is the service area. Yes, I would say, Chair, that is a service area. Okay, very good. Thank you. Right. Could you clarify what page Mr. Handy was referring to? Page 132. Of the red line? For, for the service area is um okay i got it i've got it now thank you all right do we have uh any other public speakers no we do not okay i want to bring this back then to commission for uh action and entertain a, a motion or further discussion this is Susan. I move to approve, uh, to recommend, let's see, that we recommend the city council adopt the final 2020 urban water management plan as submitted with the minor changes noted by staff. I'll second that. Okay, we have a motion and second. Can I get roll call, please? Commissioner Ackerman? Yes. Commissioner Clay? Yes. Commissioner McComb? Yes. Commissioner Mulligan? Yes. Commissioner McCord? Yes. Commissioner Hoover? Yes. Thank you all for the hard work you put together in getting this plan together. And as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, uh, the response to comments, I think that uh, facilitates uh, certainly how we look at these um, we get this document for final approval. So again, thank you. Let's move on to item number three. This is the 2021 draft water efficiency plan. We have a, I believe a staff pre a presentation. Hi, good evening, commissioners. My name is Marina Magana and I'm with Kennedy Jenks Consultant. And I'm here today to present the draft 2021 water efficiency plan. Next slide, please. So the intent of the plan is to take lessons learned from past conservation actions, understand the actions needed to comply with upcoming state regulations and implement uh, more efficiency programs to achieve water savings for 
a long-term water resilience portfolio. So Ventura Water last updated the water efficiency plan over 10 years ago. And since then, with the declaration of the drought, there's been several very successful water conservation programs that have been implemented. The plan is also consistent with the 2020 Urban Water Management Plan and the Water Shortage Event Contingency Plan. The plan built upon the goals and objectives developed by the Water Efficiency Task Force, which consists of staff throughout various departments of the city. Next slide, please. Some of these goals include improving water loss control, continuing education and information and outreach, reducing outdoor water use, and improving water resources management. Next slide. Some of the drivers for water efficiency include meeting existing and future needs for city and its residents and meeting regulatory requirements. The Making Conservation a California Way of Life is upcoming legislation which will have indoor and outdoor water use standards. For example, there's a new uh, indoor water use standard that will be uh, implemented starting in 2023, which asks uh, urban water suppliers to meet a standard of 55 gallons per capita per day and from 2023 until 2025 and then that will decrease to 50 gallons per capita per day in 2030. So as of now we estimate that the city uh, indoor water use is actually less than 50 gallons per capita per day. So we think that the city is on track to meet this standard. There are other standards as part of the making conservation a California way of life. Uh, but those are yet to be developed and that includes a state water law standard and so based on 2019 data we believe that there is a little bit more work to do for the city to meet this standard in the future some of the other drivers for water efficiency include reducing reliance on the delta reducing the demand of the wastewater utility addressing short-term emergencies such as supply disruptions or a natural disaster and improving management of water resources. Next slide. So some of the lessons learned from past water efficiency include some of the successes that has happened since the year 2000. So since the year 2000, um, the gallons per capita per day uh, metric was 187 gallons per capita per day. In 2020, we estimate that that number is now 104. So since 2000 over the past 20 years water use per consumption per capita has actually decreased about 44 percent and this has resulted in over 236 billion gallons of water saved the residential and commercial water surveys have resulted in the most water savings and the implementation of web connect and the ami has resulted in leaks being more quickly detected and also repaired so the majority of the programs are focused on outdoor water conservation. And that's all as the result of the indoor water use uh, that I mentioned earlier. So we believe that the city already has a low uh, indoor water use standard. And so many programs are focused on outdoor where more water savings can be achieved. And since 2016, as mentioned, I believe in the December meeting, uh, they have actually received quite considerable interest from the public. Next slide. So some of the actions that 
city has taken on the operational side to meet more water use efficiency is uh, including two full-time positions dedicated to water conservation, the implementation of additional water waste and landscape ordinances, the implementation of AMI, the meter upgrade project, and Web Connect, the uh, customer care, and as well as other departments uh, doing their part to uh, improve water efficiency, including fire trading, uh, which is actually metered, and uh, fire emergencies are estimated as best as they can. The Parks and Recreation Department use technology in which they are trained, uh, which automatically shuts off during a main water break or when there's heavy water use. So that definitely helps water efficiency. Next slide. Uh, some of the programs that were mentioned back in December uh, include some of the rebates. And here, um, I believe that these were last updated in December or January. Um, so there's probably a bit more that have been uh, implemented since then. But uh, overall, about 50 million gallons per year have been saved as just part of these rebates. And it's been quite successful. Uh, some of these rebates here are not quantified, but we believe that they do result in additional water savings, however, they're just a little bit more difficult to quantify. Next slide. Uh, some other programs that the state implements are the retrofit programs, commercial water audits, and also the enforcement of the Green Building Code. So as part of the Green Building Code, uh, we think that the new building code has the most water efficient standards for water fixtures. So implementing that for uh, new construction or uh, rehabilitation helps. Next slide. Uh, another way that the city has achieved water efficiency is through the mobile reuse program. So since 2016, over 41.5 acre feet uh, of water has been used through the mobile reuse program, and it's been used for landscape irrigation at city parks and for dust control. And the city also provides guidance to customers that are interested in installing green water systems. Next slide. Uh, a part of the public information and outreach includes the monthly newsletter with information on rebates, uh, public notices, the water awareness events, an active presence on social media, giveaways and outreach materials, the implementation of Web Connect, and several water awareness events that the city holds throughout the year. Next slide. Uh, as part of the Green Schools program, since 2017, about 30,000 students have been reached um, at 17 K-12 schools. So staff has been successful in doing over 600 classroom presentations with hands-on activities for children um, and demonstrations to demonstrate uh, environmental stewardship, watershed protection, and water use efficiency. Next slide. Uh, in partnership with the Merido Foundation, facility tours have also been held at the Ventura Water Reclamation Facility. Since 2016, 
we estimate that about 1,600 students have participated in these facility tours. And at these tours, students conduct water quality testing and bird species identification of wildlife. Next slide. Uh, so overall, uh, as part of the water efficiency plan and program, we've uh, identified a few challenges and some opportunities ahead for the water conservation program and for water use efficiency. And some of those include implementing operational programs to meet upcoming state water law standards, focusing on outdoor water conservation, uh, considering providing incentives for indoor commercial equipment, such as water recycling systems, uh, water efficient appliances, or industrial uh, process water use reduction. Providing rebates or uh, reducing some hurdles for rebates for multifamily residential and commercial accounts. Uh, another thing is that the turf removal program um, has seen a bit of a reduction in participation. So uh, another chance to increase participation in this program is to offer landscape design. Uh, several customers have indicated that this is a hurdle to be able to participate in the program. And so that's another way that, um, another opportunity for the city to explore. Uh, another opportunity is to conduct uh, public information surveys for water. So to gauge uh, what programs customers would want to see and gauge um, anything else needed to know about their water use. Another way to do that is targeted outreach to customers with above normal water use. And uh, as a result, so many of the programs that were discussed today and earlier have been funded by grants. And so we anticipate that there will be more state and federal grant opportunities in the future. So the city has an opportunity to pursue additional funding for these conservation plans. Next slide. Uh, so today's recommendation is for the Water Commission to review and provide any comments on the draft 2021 water efficiency plan. And I'm here as well as my colleague Meredith Clement and staff to answer any questions that you may have. Thank you. Thank you very much for that uh, presentation. So uh, commissioners, uh, who would like to uh, comment? Uh, all right, Suzanne. I just had one suggestion. Um, noting your comment that landscape design um, seems to be somewhat of an impediment to residents figuring out how they might proceed. My suggestion would be to consider reaching out to the um, architectural design program at Cal Poly up in San Luis Obispo, um, because as, a, as an educational institution, they really pride themselves on learn by doing. And I would think that that might be a great opportunity for some, you know, fledgling architectural, you know, landscape design students to have an opportunity to do something very practical in a fashion that would also help our residents. Um, so that would be a suggestion I would urge um, city staff to consider. And if you need, you know, any contacts up at Cal Poly, I'm happy to try and help help you track those down. All right. Uh, who would go, like to go next? I don't have my screen, so I don't I'll have to scroll through. Jim, any comments? Yeah. Um, 
Right now, I'm living at a house that was once a rental that I just sold, and it has water softening. The water softening uses a lot of water and uh, puts a lot of the salt into the sewer system. And I'm moving to another house on the east end, and I'm thinking about what is an efficient way to have better quality water for drinking, showering, all those things without having a salt system and going with a water purification system, which I know uses 100% of the water that goes through it as opposed to wasting water for a salt water uh, softening system. Uh, I don't know if anybody has any answers to this, but I've been starting to do some research. And I think that might be something that uh, should be considered in water conservation for indoor use. Uh, where I'm moving to, everyone has a soft water system and they're not water efficient. And uh, I think uh, when I attended some of the East uh, County uh, Community Council meetings, there was a lot of discussion about the hardness of the water and their fixtures and their water heater needs to be replaced every three years and a lot of complaints about that. So I'm just wondering, should that be something we should look at as well uh, for indoor water use? Hi, good evening. I'm uh, so, Stephen Glenn. Oh, is Susan going to take this? Sorry. So um, I did want to introduce you, Stephen, tonight. Um, so if you don't know Stephen Glenn already, he is our environmental service specialist, and he's taking an interim spot where Haley was for the management analyst position. And um, I was going to suggest that he talk about this tonight because he has some knowledge on it. And again, I want to introduce you to Stephen, uh, a great part of our team. So go ahead, Stephen. Hi, good evening, everyone. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So yeah, I, I do appreciate the uh, the comment and the question, Commissioner Ackerman. Uh, and Susan and I had kind of bounced this around. And um, I agree with you that, that when I first started working for the city uh, and I was conducting audits, the amount of water softeners that I was seeing was staggering. I had never seen anything like that. And I, I soon obviously learned why um, that was the case. And I would say, um, you know, right now they are, they are standard, and I think that they'll continue to be the standard. Um, Gina had sent over a really great document. I don't know if we can share that with you. Um, maybe we can send that to you after the meeting tonight. Um, but it actually proposed setting up a, a citywide softener to reduce the amount of individual, individual softeners um, with city residents. So, um, But I think it's definitely a, a point that we should revisit when state water comes online. Um, and we, we see some improvements in our water quality. Well, I would certainly support that. Getting with some severe hardness in, in my water supply that I get from the city. So um, definitely uh, encourage uh, this coming back for further discussion at some point. Commissioner Hoover, can I ask Mr. Glenn a question? Of course. Are there are there any other entities, municipalities that have um, adopted a program for let's call it the elimination of soft water softeners? Of water softeners? Did you know? Uh, sorry, you kind of broke up, but I'm pretty sure that you're asking if there's a, kind of some kind of incentive program at another agency for uh, removing your softener. No, no, I'm sorry, it may not come through clearly. Um, have other municipalities adopted programs to eliminate or reduce water softeners, either through incentives or mandatory requirements, if you know? 
Yes. So there is, uh, I believe it's Las Vegas has implemented a rebate program um, to incentivize residents to remove their softeners. And, and Bob, the city of uh, Santa Paula has something on the books. They have to reduce their chloride, their discharge, their empty uh, to their permit for their wastewater. So, um, but what, um, Mr. Glare, what if we once we get state water, we bring that in and we can dilute the groundwater uh, out of the east side of town. Do you have a notion as an idea about what the goal would be for total dissolved salt at the dilution point? Or, I mean, I know it's a guess at this point, but what's your best guess? I would not have the answer for that question. I think that Gina could probably answer that a little bit better than me. Okay. Yeah, probably um, Betsy Cooper can, but I think Commissioner McCord, that's something we're definitely looking at. So when we, we went out to do the outreach for the rate study, that is one thing that if people, hopefully when Ventura Water Pier and State Water Project get implemented here, um, water quality will be better. And then people can decide at that point to maybe, you know, get rid of their softeners or not have to do uh, RO. But in the interim, we definitely can look into what others are doing. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I think Commissioner Ackerman really was on to something in the fact, and not just on to it, a lot of folks on the east side, I mean, you hear a lot of, I'm going to use the word grumbling, okay, and complaints about the effect of that water, not in terms of quality, but the effect on their plumbing fixtures is enormous. I mean, it is corrosive in many respects and, and very costly. And I, I don't know if that message is conveyed at the present time, but that would be a wonderful message to convey that one of the goals is to try to improve and reduce the total dissolved solids to, to reduce that kind of problem. Uh, just a comment, that's all. Thank you, Commissioner McCord. Yeah, Bob, I think I actually saw in the urban water management plan we just adopted or recommended for adoption the target of 1,000 uh, PPM, PDS. So, uh, versus what we have currently, I think I had when I moved for uh, um, it was about 1,500. They tested it at my my gap, so I think we'll all look forward to that day where uh, that state water comes in and eliminate our software. Uh, I would like to get back to uh, some of the other commissioners and any comments they might have. Uh, Nova, thanks. Uh, first, I would just like to remind people to mute when you're not talking, and that will help cut down some of the. Um, chatter or the the noise in the background, I think. So people could just be mindful of that. Um, I I really appreciated this report. Um, uh, you know, we've been reviewing so many different overlapping reports, but this one gave me a really pretty solid understanding of everything that we're doing <laughs> to improve. Uh, you know, it's it just operational information as well as our efficiency. So I appreciated that. Um, so that's really my only comment. I, I thought it was a, a great plan and I'm really par proud to be in a city that is doing so much to improve water efficiency. And I, just a note too, I live in the downtown area. 
And uh, the water is hard here too, as well as on uh, the west side, the water is hard. So it's hard everywhere. And uh, anything we can do to soften it naturally would be appreciated by all citizens, I think, in the in the city. So that's it. Susan? One um, comment for Jim. At our house, we put our, we connected our water softener in just upstream of the hot water heater. And that protected our dishwasher and the water heater and really did the job for us. So that's something you might consider then you're only treating part of the supply. Um, but my comments on the report are, I didn't know that such a plan like as this existed. I was so impressed that the city developed this plan and has such a well thought out approach to implementing water efficiency measures. That is not typical. Um, water efficiency is such an important supply. You know, it's the, it's the lowest carbon footprint we can do compared to producing, treating, delivering water. And so often it isn't given the importance that, uh, that it should. And I, I too am proud to be in a city that uh, is taking this very seriously. Um, I asked the staff a question and I wanted to share the answer with the commission. I thought it was very interesting that the city was looking at um, the cost per acre foot of water savings for each of the measures. And I think that's an important thing to consider. And that too often isn't considered enough, but I was asking how that was calculated. And the answer was they were looking at 25 years of water savings. And if the device lasted 25 years or longer, they just considered the cost of that device once. But if it was a device that say only lasted 10 years, then they considered two and a half times the cost of that device. So it, it was a well-reasoned way to do it. Some of the data comes from Ventura and then where the data wasn't available, they got it from some other utilities. So. Again, I, I'm impressed this plan exists. Thank you to the staff for taking this seriously and really thinking through the efficiency. That's Thank it. You, Susan. Uh, I just have a, a few comments and one question. Uh, I too was impressed. I had not actually, uh, same, had not heard that there was actually the type of plan. So uh, that was enlightening for myself as well. Uh, kudos on uh, the 50 gallon per capita per day. I didn't realize We've already achieved that, so let's maintain that. Uh, and I'm already beating uh, the state in terms of its goal. Um, I was glad to see stormwater uh, included. Uh, that's going to be more and more. The, the requirements of the new permit from the regional board likely to be adopted this summer. Um, there's going to be requirements on the city to capture and reuse uh, as much stormwater, certainly dry weather, they're going to have to capture it entirely and wet weather to the degree they can um, that should be captured here but probably at some future um, water resource report or, or future urban water management plan uh, lastly uh, landscaping i think there's a lot of still a lot of opportunities there outdoor watering obviously uses a considerable amount of water still a lot of green grasses my question is the landscape ordinance uh, looks like it was adopted or last looked at in 2011. Um, I'm just curious, what does it actually require? Does it require uh, new developments, uh, uh, no grass, native plants, or any redevelopment? Um, just curious if uh, what it what it currently does allow. Um, certainly, you don't want to put in any more grass than you have to because that's just going to be 
and later you're paying somebody a rebate to pull it out. So I think there's some opportunities there. And so again, the question is, what is it that landscape ordinance currently prohibit or, or allow? Yes, thank you for the question. So a couple of the things, I mean, the ordinance is pretty, pretty lengthy. It's the Amarillo ordinance. Mm -hmm. um, so it does allow lawns to still be installed, but I think it limits it to about 25% of the area. Um, other things that it requires are any of the other plants that you're putting in there have a plant factor of uh, 0.3, I believe. Um, I'm not sure if, if anyone else on the line uh, has some of the, the additional points um, that are required under that ordinance. I believe water capture is also an important, I believe that uh, new development has to capture 100% uh, of what falls on the area. Mm. Yeah, and I would just say for the commissioner's information, um, it's actually a, so this landscape ordinance is through our building and safety department. So it's for new development. Um, so they actually do get permitted. I think it's self-certified at this point. So there is some more information through our building and safety department. Um, and they do, I think their standards might be with the state guidelines for um, the plant materials. So I just, a suggestion this might be something where Ventura Water perhaps uh, I don't know if you review development plans or if they just self allow the self certification there might be some room for improvement here or or enhancement just a suggestion yeah that is something we're we're talking to others about um, as far as plant materials etc um, the state has the guidelines and then the city does have some other ones some of these plans actually go to our um, design review committee, which um, they have some authority over that. So again, how much we do, we definitely want to coordinate with others um, and with limited staff. It really, you know, we, we're not going to be able to review those plans, but definitely we can provide some information and coordinate with them. Great. Thank you. All right. Uh, those are my comments. Do we have anybody from the public that wishes to speak on this item? Oh, I'm sorry, Bob, you want to, you have something yeah, else you want to add? Would like to, I would like to recommend that um, you take a look at paragraph 2.4.6 on targeted outreach. Um, the language as to the decreases in the gallons per day per citizen you know, likely to decrease slightly, but then reach a point where most customers will, have, will be efficient with little room for additional savings. Um, maybe you could clarify what that, I understand what it says, but where does it really take us? I mean, are we gonna looking at 30 gallons per day per person? I don't know, but the state says down to 50 and then so what does that sentence really mean in that, in that context? Thank you, Commissioner McCord. I will have to review that a little bit more. I'm not sure. I know we talked um, a little bit previously about a potential plateau of what's the lowest that that number can go and right. what we're really looking at. So um, I'm, I will have to do a little bit more research on that. It's a great question. Um, and I, I think that I'll be able to get the answer for you. Thank you. I might be able to offer a little bit of information on this. Um, a couple of years back, so um, the division, uh, Department of Water Resources looked at this and they thought with hab without habit changes, like stopping showering as much as you do, 
not cooking at home, not washing your clothes as frequently as you would normally do. People could get down to 35 gallons per capita per day with ex extreme efficiency in their home and their outdoor use. With habit changes, like you're really trying to conserve, you could get down quite a bit, but it really does affect your economy and your quality of life with those habit habit changes. So there is a, people are, I guess, willing to do it for a certain amount of time, but not, you know, as their normal lifestyle. Let's hope we don't get down there. <laughs> Thank you, Meredith, for that clarification. Uh, before I move to public, any public comment, any other commissioners, uh, any more comments? I want to cut off the discussion if you have anything else. Okay, Deborah, do we have any public comments on this item? Yes, we do have one. Bert Handy, please. Mr. Handy, you're unmuted. Good evening, Water Commission again. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. The question I had on it is your water, the sewer treatment or the sewer trucks that go around and clean these sewers, are they using recycled water? I heard in the past that they weren't because it was a maintenance issue, but I believe that should be revisited to see if they can utilize the recycled water. Additionally, this is not really in this area, but something to think about. Since we do have such a high number of water softeners in the city, it might be something to look at to see if there's the ability to hook up any of the Culligan people or anybody that services them on a truck basis, see if they can utilize the brine line instead of sending it in the sewer system to cut down the amount of salt that's going in the the uh, sewer system way we have it right now. That's something I think that should be looked at in development of the pure water system. Thank you. Um, just just a clarification, um, Culligan or others wouldn't necessarily be able, you'd have to have some pretreatment program or license before they would be able to put it into the city's collection system. Isn't that, isn't that correct? Yes, Chair Hubner, that's correct. They do not go into our sewer system. Great. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, I believe this item uh, is uh, to receive the written report and presentation, which we have, and provide comments. Um, I understand there's from the staff report you're looking for any additional comments by June 2nd. Is that correct? Yes, I believe that's correct. Okay, so commissioners um, or any members of the public that want to provide written comments, in second. Uh, like to Deborah, I don't think we need to do any. We don't need to make any motion on this item. Is that correct? Yeah. Look at Miles. Miles, do we have to do anything more on this item? Uh, no, we do not. Uh, that Great. is correct, Chair Kubner. Thank you very much. Okay, with that, let's move on to item number four. This is the draft water commission work plan. Uh, Ms. Rundgren, uh, will you be doing this presentation or will it um, be? Bet Betsy Cooper will do the presentation tonight. 
Thank, thank you. you. All right. It's all yours. All right. Thank you. So good evening. And I am echoing. So just a second. Okay. All right. So tonight I am going to give a presentation on the 2021 uh, work plan. So next slide, Deborah, please. So a little bit of background on the work plan and the purpose. Um, in June 19th, in June 2019, the city's municipal code was updated to require each um, city commission board and committee to develop and submit a work plan. And um, the work plan um, is to include items that support city council fiscal year goals, as well as any other activities that um, we are working on. So the work plan was not developed in 2020 due to the pandemic. So this will be the first year that a work plan will be developed with the different um, advisory groups. So the purpose is to provide city council with information on tasks and accomplishments um, that each of the uh, council advisory groups are working on. So next slide, please. So we wanted to make this easy on you. So staff has prepared a draft work plan for water commission's consideration, which is included in um, attachment D of the staff report. And I will be referring to that work plan in the next few slides. So for each identified task or activity, the work plan should include whether or not it pertains to a city council goal, what the action or activity is, what the target dates are to complete the item, and the status or um, what water commission actions have been taken related to the item. So I wanted to mention that the plan um, covers both the calendar year for 2021 and also the fiscal year 21-22 um, to align with the city council goals. So next slide. So um, the city council goals for fiscal year 21-22 are included in attachment B of the staff report. And there are two city council goals um, that are um, related to Ventura Water. Council Goal 5 is to implement new water and wastewater rates, including updated, uh, updating the net zero fee. And this is a goal that, of course, um, we are well underway with and is listed um, on the first two pages of the draft work plan. Um, Items that still need to be completed related to this task are evaluating the net zero fee, connection fees, and um, next year the uh, Water Commission's annual rate check-in. So we have listed we have um, listed target dates for these future items um, in the uh, work plan. So uh, the status lists all the Water Commission actions to date pertaining to this item. So there are quite a few items on this particular one on, on our work, in our work plan. Now, City Council Goal 2 is um, to, it pertains to Ventura Water Pure, and it specifically states to hire a program director and begin filling in team members, acquiring the site for the advanced 
purification facility and complete design and prepare bid documents. Um, so in regards to the water commission, the action and activity identified on the work plan um, is to select a water commissioner to serve um, on the Ventura Water Pure Ad Hoc Committee and receive updates on the Ventura Water Pure Program. So, um, and then the target dates um, listed in the proposed plan is ongoing. The Water Commission will receive periodic updates on implementation of the Ventura Water Pure Program. The other target date is winter or spring of 2022 when we will um, um, look at reviewing proposed staffing plan for the Ventura Water Pure Program as part of the annual rate check-in. And under the status, um, we list that um, in January 26, 2021, the Water Commission selected Commissioner Mulligan to serve on the City Council's Ventura Water Pure Ad Hoc Committee. And in the summer fall of 2022, during the rate, um, rates review process, um, the Water Commission generally reviewed the need for additional staff for the Ventura Water Pure Project. So um, let's see. So the next slide, please. So this uh, slide lists other activities that the Water Commission will be or have been involved in this year um, that are not identified as City Council goals. Um, we have created separate work plan sheets for each of these items, and I won't go into detail on each one, um, but I'll just use the first two as examples. So the first um, activity is the proposed 2022 to 2028 capital improvement program. Uh, every two years, an update of the capital improvement program is developed by Public Works. So that process will begin again this year. And if you look at in Appendix D at this particular activity, um, it's not a city council goal per se. So that says not applicable. The ac action activity indicates review the water and wastewater projects in the proposed 2022-2028 capital improvement program. And the target dates are fall um, 2021 and winter of 2022. Um, these Next example is the state water interconnection project. Um, the action activity um, proposed is review the necessary agreements and receive updates on the state water interconnection project. Target dates are ongoing as in regards of receiving um, periodic updates. And then fall 2021, winter 2022, it's anticipated that Water Commission will review several agreements necessary for the state water interconnection project. And then under status, we um, listed the February 23rd, 2021 date when um, Water Commission received uh, the presentation on the construction operation inter, uh, interagency agreement and provided comments on that. So um, next slide, please. So the next steps are to finalize the plan, and that can either be done tonight or we can um, do that on June 22nd at the, our uh, June meeting. In June 2021, um, we are required to submit a work plan to the city clerk's office. 
And in September of 2021, we're supposed to submit an updated work plan to the city clerk's office, um, which um, we don't anticipate many changes from the initial one to the updated one, since uh, typically we take a couple months off in the summer. So um, uh, anyway, so there probably won't be a whole lot that we update, but uh, that that is what we're required to do. And then by the end of 2021, the city clerk's office um, is to provide an update to the city council activities of all the city's commissions, boards, and committees. So next slide, please. And then the recommendation tonight is um, basically to receive this uh, written report and oral, oral presentation and provide feedback and either adopt the work plan for submission to city council or direct staff to return in June with an updated work plan for water commission consideration. And that ends my presentation. Thank you, Betsy. Okay. Let's just go start down the list of commissioners. I'll start with Susan. Any comments? No comments. It looks quite comprehensive and it looks like what we're working on and what we should be working on. Thanks. Uh, Suzanne? I agree with Susan. I think we're fine. Thanks. All right. Uh, Jim? I agree with both of them. Nova? I agree. Bob? Um, no suggestions or comments. Okay, well, I guess I got to be the one. Uh, I, this, these are relatively minor, but I would uh, just a suggestion that I'd like to see for the inner tie. Um, much like you have for Ventura Water Pure, you could maybe add uh, something in the interim, perhaps like a uh, goal for permitting. Uh, I think uh, I'd like to see something along those lines in terms of uh, besides just the agreements and updates. That's on the inner tie. And then on the CIP one, um, I think it would be great to include uh, performance and any financials that are tied to the CIP. So with the other commissioners concurrence, I'll I'll make that motion. Does um, the staff have uh, objections or, or they want to have uh, further discussion on that? I guess I, I would like to ask about the permitting for state water. What do you want to see on that when we during our updates, you want us to um, identify when we uh, obtain critical permits on the project? Yes. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. I'm just trying to you know set out some milestones. So they're going to check in to see um, whether it's permitting or right away acquisition or you're finished with design. You know, there's certain things obviously in the CIP and, and milestones. And so it's sort of checking in um, and then again, kind of to be a little bit consistent with the material water. I see the you know, site acquisition well, that probably be multiple years, but maybe you know, something along the lines of the inner tie um, that we can see and have that discussion, you know, within the next 18 months. Okay, that so, sounds good. Yeah, and I don't know if that's more of just a an update as we go. We don't, um, I'm not sure how we would put it into, obviously it's not a city council goal necessarily. Um, is it more of an update? 
Chair Hubner, like every six I, months? I just like to see something actually stated in in this work plan that we're we're working towards a goal or or uh, it, you know you can you can just put permitting down um, whatever the next uh, series of interim milestones and short term the next eighteen months tied to the I don't want to I want to I be too specific I want to give you a little bit of flexibility but I, at the same time I want to set some goals about the year. Um, or future updates, so I could specifically, we could specifically tie it to that. Okay, so instead of ongoing, you'd like to get a little bit more specific. Yes. Okay. I have a question about the motion, if I might. Sure. Um, did I understand that you kind of want to track the, uh, the the project? Let's take the interconnect uh, as its status. Did that include financial information? It could. Do I assume that's I mean, just included the project? What the council wants? Well, you know, I was trying to capture financials through the CIP, which the intertie and others are part of the CIP plan. So as you as you bring forth CIP or updates on the CIP, you know, having some uh, benchmarks or performance, you know, how well are we doing? Are we spending the money? That kind so of thing. we're definitely doing that each spring when we come with to rates, correct? I, I just didn't see it in one of the others, so I was wondering where we could fit that in okay. in terms of sort of our financial review. And it just, to me, it seems sort of natural to tie it to your CIP. Uh, again, I'll leave it to to the staff to decide um, which, which of the work plan it, it fits best. Yeah, it was intended um, to fit into the um, water and weight wastewater rates so the very first sheet of appendix d where it shows winter spring 2022 it says the water commission will conduct its annual water and wastewater rate check-in for rates and that would include um you know basically looking at our expenditures including the cip projects and how um and revenues and how they match what we assumed in the rate study so i think it would be it, it will be captured under that item and that's right. on page Sorry, page 13. Sorry, yeah, page 13 of the okay. Second. Okay, that's Under fine. A, the target date. Okay, that's fine. Then my specific uh, suggestion is, is what we just talked about on the intertie project. And so that, that would sense? be, sorry, I just want to make sure. So on page 17, we want to yes. add some language there then. Correct. Okay, does that? Oh, there was a motion. Uh, do we need to make? Make a motion, or I, I'm happy to second it. But if it's included in the in the work plan, I, is it necessary? I would just like to to I was just making the motion uh, regarding my comment, so I'll just amend it to adopt the uh, work plan, the 2021 uh, Water Commission work plan, with uh, the addition on the intertie project to have some interim milestones. All right. Well, I, I need to ask Ms. Cooper a question if I can. And yes. on, the work, on the work plan, I, I understand these are goals, you know, what we're going to work towards. Mm -hmm. but, but that doesn't preclude, for example, if we need to track how the budget is for the interconnect and how we're progressing budget-wise 
told us the total goal of constructing it as we go down the road and we can request that from you folks. So I'll, I'll speak up here, Commissioner McCord. So one of the things that um, the new position in our finance and technology department, um, that is the new person, Jennifer, and I don't recall her last name at this moment. Um, we're working with uh, Michael Kuhn to kind of integrate her in so she can come and do some um, biannually reports on our finances, similar to what Lisa Kern was doing. Is that kind of what you're looking for? Um, yeah, it's just a periodic report so we can just sort of track what's going on. And in our goal, our role is to try to help the city council. I mean, they're very busy. They've got a lot on their agenda and it just allows us to do what we're supposed to do, I think. Yes, yeah. and that's so we were planning to do that. Um, it may not be directly in this um, work plan, but that is similar to when we're going to come back to you with other information. Um, for instance, the general plan updates and stuff like that. So I don't know if you want a specific goal in here to say that or. Well, yeah, I'm happy to. What, it's going to be an additional work for your folks uh, at Ventura Water and the CFO. What will you feel would be reasonable in terms of a periodic summary or report? I mean, what, what is your opinion? I think that um, Lisa used to try to do it biannually. And I could see one, one, you know, one obviously is when the rates are coming up. And so the other one six months in previous to that. Not, not to preclude a, a report sooner if you felt it was appropriate, I take it. But I agree with that, every six months at least, okay? Yeah. yeah. Would a quarterly update be excessive? Every three months, just uh, uh, to uh, basically identify where we're at in the in the process of the capital improvement. So one of the things we're going to be doing with our capital improvement program this year is, if you look at the capital improvement program today, it does not match our rate study, right? Because we reprioritize those CIPs. So one of the things we have to do is now integrate the new CIP that matches the rate study. That's going to take a bit of time. So right now I would start with every six months and eventually we should be get, get to more often. Does that make sense? I understand that. That's fair. Logical. Okay, did I, is there a second on the, the motion that I put forward? Discussion on that one? I'll second the motion. Okay. Any discussion on the, the motion before us? Staff understand that motion? Okay, uh, Deborah, can you do a roll call? Um, Chair Kuebner? Yeah. I just want to uh, confirm, Deborah, is there any public comment on this item? Oh, thank you. No, there is not any public comment. Okay. Thank, uh, thank you, Chair Kubner. All right. Uh, I think you can call the roll call now, Deborah. Commissioner Ackerman? Yes. Commissioner Clay? Yes. Commissioner McComb? Yes. Commissioner Mulligan? Yes. Commissioner McCord? Yes. Commissioner Hoopner? Yes. Thank you all, and thanks everyone for. Uh,
um, being amenable to some of my changes. Okay, I think we are now on our public comment portion. An opportunity for the public to address the commission on any other items that are not on today's agenda. Are there are no public comments. Okay. Okay, we'll close that item out. Uh, commissioner communications. Does any of the commissioners want to anything they want to introduce or report? Susan. Yes. I have a water pure update. I met with Linda Sumansky, the recently hired program director for Water Pure, and I was very impressed. She's very well qualified. She was the person responsible for getting the Santa Barbara seawater desal plant designed, permitted, and operational. So she knows how to get a complex project built in the coastal zone in California, which is great. Um, she's also hired a woman with extensive experience in permitting and public outreach to assist her. And she's assessing how much additional staff needs to be hired to get the project built. She operated with a very lean uh, construction staff, design and construction staff to get the Santa Barbara desal project built. So uh, she's sort of looking at that here. Um, what she's been doing, she's been here a couple of months. She's been studying the various documents associated with the project, looking at the status of permitting and design, and is working on a plan and schedule to get Water Pier built. The most significant development is that staff issued a request for proposals for design of the outfall. And when I met with her two weeks ago, they were planning to interview finalists and select a consultant soon. Maybe they've done that by now. I'm not sure. Uh, so that part of the project is well underway. And as soon as it's done, the effluent can stop being discharged to the estuary and instead be diverted to the outfall, which is a really good first step. I did let her know that the Water Commission's been promised proposed staffing for construction and operations and that she needed to provide a justification for that staffing before the next rate increase request. And I directed her where in the videos to watch our discussions about that as we discussed the water rates. Uh, the first ad hoc meeting is scheduled for June 29th, so I hope to have uh, that after our next meeting, but at the following meeting, I hope to have an update for you on a little bit more on the on the schedule of how things are moving. Thanks for that update. That was great. Continue. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Others that want to, any announcements? Roll through if you're raising your hands or just speak up if you want. Did Deborah have an announcement she needed to make at the beginning of the Ah, meeting? you know, you're you're absolutely right. And I forgot. My apologies. Deborah. That's okay, thanks. I just wanted to uh, let the commission know that uh, during the June uh, Water Commission meeting, the public will now have the option to turn their cameras on. Quick That's it. So let me understand. They didn't have that opportunity before. No. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll. That leads me to another question. Has there been a decision about bringing in-person commission meetings back at any time? So, Chair Humaner, I can answer that one. Thank so. The city is discussing that in council meetings and executive team meetings. There's been no decisions yet. Um, we are following, you know, we have to follow Cal OSHA as well as others. 
so again, there's just been kind of some ping pong back and forth. Um, once we know anything, we will let you guys know. Certainly, and I would suspect, I'll, I'll just speculate, probably you know more June 15th, announcement potentially of opening up everything. Yeah. Any other commissioners have any communications they want to? Not. I will turn it over to our GM, Ms. Rundgren, for your report. All right. Thank you, Chair and commissioners. Um, one of the things I wanted to do tonight is give a shout out to some of our staff members. Um, Tere McGee, Anna Gutierrez, Paloma Villa, Veronica Cortez, Stephen Glenn, and Eric Lopez. They worked extensively on the um, Inquesta update for our billing system, which was a huge effort. Um, also our customer portal, they spent um, many hours and um, exhausting hours of training and all weekend this past weekend and it went live and it's working great. So we'll be able to do our monthly billing, et cetera. But they did an awesome job and our IT department was just super impressed with our staff. So. A big shout out to them. That was a huge accomplishment. Um, on our outreach efforts, we continue to do outreach, obviously. And May 17th, we went to our council rate public hearing. Um, staffing update, I don't really have anything on staffing update at this point. I introduced you to Stephen Glenn. Um, past council um, on May 3rd, they we did a transmittal of the proposed operating and capital improvement um, budget for the whole city. That was really a high level review and a presentation. And then on the 17th, as you know, we had the public hearing for the proposed water and wastewater rates. Uh, Council unanimously approved that thanks to Commissioner McCombs again for her part in the presentation and Commissioner Mulligan for speaking during the meeting and those in attendance. And thank you all for coming to the meetings and speaking up at different council meetings, really appreciate it. And just to let you know the council you know, is giving you guys shout outs too, just thanking you for all your hard work. So really appreciate it. Um, and then we had the second budget workshop from department heads, um, but it did get cut short because it went pretty long. So the second part of that is going to be presented um, on June 7th. So we will be presenting our part of the budget. Um, I was going to be there, but I will be on vacation starting tomorrow for two weeks. So Betsy Cooper will be doing that. Um, and then on the 24th, last night, they approved the state water sale or San Gregorio. And then we had a Satakoy well number three emergency re rehabilitation of over $400,000. Um, so we have some issues with our Satakoy well three, but we're on the way to rehabbing that. And Gina and her team are um, heading that, doing a great job. We also had our second readings for our ordinances for rate adjustments and water wastewater uh, shortage rates. And then they, um, approved the final 2021 Conference of Water Resource Report and rescinded the Stage 2 Water Shortage Event Declaration on July. So we are ready to roll with our rates. Um, and upcoming Water Commission agenda items. So for the June 22nd, we um, will go ahead and final the Water Commission work report so we don't need to bring that back. Um, and then the water efficiency plan, same thing. Those were basically approved tonight with minor edits. And so we will come back hopefully with our water resource net zero fee resolution update. Our consultants are working on that. And then our general plan update, 
um, our community development director and assistant director want to come and give you an update on the general plan, which I think will be really great. You can ask some questions and we'll make a presentation if that sounds good to you all. And then we'll probably have an agenda item just canceling the July and August meetings, um, if that um, makes sense with everyone. And that's it. Very good. Thank you for that report. A lot got accomplished. Um, got out, as you said, to a lot of folks. Uh, again, I want to thank Commissioners McComb and Mulligan for speaking at the uh, rate study on the 17th. Appreciate that. Um, and uh, uh, I just want to say a well-deserved vacation coming up. Thank you. Or for you, first, Susan. Other Susan. I have a question uh, for Ms. Rengren. Sure. Go ahead, Bob. Um, on, I think it was March 23rd, uh, Mr. Coons was asked about uh, providing information about the estuary fee and all the accounting surrounding that. Um, is that still on track or do you know? Yes, yeah. so um, far, I forgot to mention that too. So he asked if he could, obviously he's in the middle of budget and he's a little short staff. So he is going to come back to the commission. He wants to wait until the budgets do. So he'll, he'll work on that and come back to, to the commission. So if we are dark in July and August, he will come back in September. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Any other commissioners have anything else they want to add or questions for our general manager? If not, uh, I will then adjourn the meeting uh, and wish everybody a good evening and we'll see you in June. Good evening. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Bye -bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks, everyone.